Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. and gold family man wednesday edition is going down sports coma much love to the great saint tank appreciate you guys for being here and like i've been saying for some time now welcome 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 you're now rocking with the sports coma with big q and the guys where we have intense entertaining educating and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family i'm big q i'm in the building much love to the great saint tank tank much love to the black and gold nation. Much love to the fam. Thank y'all for joining me for this Wednesday edition of the coma coming at the family members. This one is Saints mock draft number seven. So much love to the fam mock seven, as I call it. We're in the building with this and I appreciate each and every last one of y'all. Please feel free to hit the like button. If you haven't hit the like button, hit the hell out the like button, hit it. Uh, appreciate you guys for being in the stream. Much love to the fam. Who that to all the family members? Brother Jerry is in the building. What's up, Mocha? Who that to you, JT? Uh, brother Tori Shepherds in the uh, seniors in the building. What's up, Tori? All right, much love to you, fam. What's up, Will? Will Dickerson? Who that to you, fam? Appreciate you, brother Eric Howard's in the building. Mask Up Podcast is in the building. Young City Night Board. Be kind. Ant-Man, BR Fitted 225, is Poppy 504, Gabriel Thomas is in this thing as well, brother Derek Cropper is in the building as well, much love, and who that, brother Lewis is in the building, who that, what's up, Tim, who that, T says, wide receivers are becoming as expensive as quarterbacks, <laughs> draft two wide receivers on the first, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, you're right, you're right, oh yeah, and I think the Saints do have room to take a couple of them. Matter of fact, I'll show you my latest mock. And most of my mocks are consist consistent. I'll take two wide receivers in each of my mocks because I can see the Saints definitely 
there is a, a, a very good pool of wide receivers in this, a, de- a deep pool of wide receivers in this draft. And the Saints should at least get two of those guys, one high, one, one in the middle rounds, perhaps uh, closer to the back and maybe a fifth rounder. They got a lot of good wide receivers this year. I agree on that. All right, big ups to the rest of the fam. Thank y'all for being in the building as well. Much love. Uh, who else we got to thank uh, as well? Brother Wallace, what's up, fam? Who that to you as well? Appreciate you. What's up, Mike? Mike Larry in the building. Who that, fam? Appreciate you for being in this thing as well. Brother, and what's up, Dominic? Who that to you, fam? Appreciate you. What's up, Linda? All right, she says, Bird. <laughs> I did it. Oh, man. That used to mean you get good luck. <laughs> Man, boy, I tell you, man, it gets funnier and funnier with these politicians. All right, KB, what's up, Queen? Who that tell you? Appreciate all the family members. Much love to the kings and queens of the coma. Big ups to everybody. Thank y'all for joining uh, for this edition of the stream. So I won't hold y'all very long on this Wednesday edition. Uh, in a little bit, of course, the Pelicans will uh, start their postseason action up against the San Antonio Spurs. So I'll be monitoring that. And then, of course, following that, we'll have the Pelican Post Game Report breaking that down uh, as well. So we'll take a few questions and comments on the back end after I get through this mock. Uh, Mike says, I think these QBs are better than what media says these guys are wrong about players 90% of the time anyway. Yeah, that was a funny comment about scouts being like weathermen or weather people, you know, that, you know, most of the times they're wrong on that, but they, they never get fired. <laughs> Scouts, scout job is safe as the weatherman, the weather person job. You know, they can sit up there and talk about you got a 30% chance of rain and then you go out there and, and then it's raining. <laughs> well, we did say it was 30 to 30%. <laughs> so, I mean, is you're absolutely right. They're not accurate most of the time. Uh, yeah, big ups. All right, Dewan, I see you, fam. Who that to you? Appreciate, appreciate you. Brother Tramal, I see you, fam. Appreciate you. All right, what's happening? Slim, who that to you? And the rest of the fam, hit the like button, family, as you're coming into the live stream. Please feel free to hit uh, the like button. What's up, GM Kev? My dog, GM Kev, is in the building as well. So if you hear your name, give me a who that, and I got you, baby. So yeah, uh, this edition, we'll, we'll kind of go into it. But yes, uh, there is rumors out that the Saints moved up uh, to get a, uh, and acquired an extra first round pick with the possibility of looking at a quarterback. And I've said this, Saints do like a couple of these quarterbacks to see who's available. They like Ritter from Cincinnati in no particular order, by the way, I'm about to label these things. Uh, Ritter from Cincinnati. Uh, also, you know, they like guys, uh, uh, they do like Willis from Liberty. They, they really like Pickett from Pitt, from Pitt. So, you know, they like a couple of these guys. Correll had a good showing on them as well. So the Saints are high on some of these quarterbacks. And the move is in anticipation of the Saints taking one of the quarterbacks that they value with one of the first round draft picks. A lot of people say, well, Q, that's crazy. Why don't you just address the needs that they should address and then move on with it? Well, I get your logic on that. But it also it's a lot of things that are need to be added into the thought process of going into this draft. First and foremost, this is the first draft in a long time that we didn't have Sean Payton orchestrating it. That's number one. And you know, he has a propensity to reach to offensive players, whether you got a defensive coach who will more than likely, hopefully he won't reach to his, to the defensive side of the ball. Cause the saints don't really, I ain't going to say they don't need any more talent, but the offenses you, you hadn't done too much to address a lot of the needs uh, offensively speaking, you just re-sign some guys, the guys we had last year. And then you expect, expect some of these guys to, to ratchet up their level of production from the previous year. And this is something that you add into the equation. But on the flip side, you haven't really done uh, what you've done equated to the moves that you made defensively. They brought in several new deep, brought in some defensive, uh, Contavia Street. To help the defense. They've loaded up on the defensive line, if you know. They loaded up on the safety position and still rumored to look at uh, 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 to Mathau eventually between now and the draft, perhaps. But, you know, the reality is you got to remember it's Dennis Allen's first draft. The Saints do need a lot of help on the offensive side of the ball. The defense for many games last year carried the Saints. It's caveats all kind of which ways. It's flux on the offensive line. They have to figure out who's going to play where. 
You know, they have to figure that out. Who, you know, you're gonna have to get a running back in the draft because of Elvin Kamara, because some of the better backs, and they do have some guys in free agency, but one that could have took the pressure off the Saints using the pick to pick up a guy and in, you know, and put pressure on a young guy to come in and have an impact was a Marlon Mack type. They let the Texans get him. You know, so there were some things that you could look at and say, well, if the Saints would have signed uh, Will Will Fuller, let's just throw his name out there. That would be they could still take a wide receiver, but that would have added to the offense, giving them a, a bona fide deep threat weapon. Uh, this guy can he has jet, you know, he's super fast. He does catch the ball. He has some injury issues prior to it, but he's healthy. He would come cheap. So, I mean, this could have helped. But the Saints really didn't do anything, especially in the terms of uh, uh, <laughs> and then a new talent, offensively speaking. So there's things that we got to watch out. The Elvin Kamara situation is supposed to uh, happen on uh, April the 25th. We're looking out for that. The draft later on after that. So it's several different things that we have to factor in our thinking when we're thinking about Dennis Allen, the fact that Jameis Winston is only on a two-year deal. Not a three, not a four-year deal, but a two-year deal is Jameis Winston on. Now, is that a, a deal that you would give a 28-year-old quarterback who's been here for two years who you see as the guy? You know, And remember, he's like, well, why is the changing? You don't have Sean Payton there no more. And really, if you think about it, the Saints wanted who you know they wanted. They went all out for that guy. And I'm not going to mention his goddamn name. You know, it's no need to because you know who I'm talking about. So they had that guy that they wanted to go with, but they didn't get that guy. And they had to settle for Jameis, which is different than coming out the gates and signing Jameis and getting it done. No, they went after that guy and they made Jameis wait while they pursued that guy. And then when that guy happened, Jameis had words with them about that. And he even made mention of it in the interview we played where he, <laughs> you trying to hit him in the ass with that, with, with the price. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, you're going to come up off the this, that, and the third. So the Saints just milked out a two-year deal with Jameis, which kind of screams bridge to me in terms of what they're looking for. So the Saints do like these quarterbacks, several of them in the draft. They've scouted them heavily, and they're so clumped together in terms of who's the – that's not a key or a leader of the pack, so to speak. Early on, it was Pickett. Then other quarterbacks had pro days and good performances at the scouting combine that helped raise them up and clump them together. So it is not a clear-cut favorite or a leader of the pack, so to speak, when you talk about these quarterbacks. So – we got to factor that into thinking it's the first time in a long time we're going into the draft and Coach Payton is not on this club. He's not operating a draft. We got Dennis Allen there. And, of course, like I said, if you pay throughout this whole offseason, the Saints pay, played uh, or paid attention to the defense. Offense, not so much. Not so much to the offense. They re-signed a bunch of people but didn't bring anybody new to infuse talent, offensively speaking, to elevate the offensive room, uh, you know, to help them anyway. So, the big caveat is wide receiver, which is why the Saints are focused more toward the draft and appeasing a lot of those moves through the draft as opposed to using free agency. Uh, I mean, economically speaking, it works because you you getting some good talent there for for cheaper than what you would pay on the open market, depending on who you would go after. But Saints asked about Cooks. They asked about this person, that person didn't find who they like. So, you know, the draft is the next thing. Anyway, that's the, some of my spiel about it. DC was like, no, Q, man, listen, you don't need to do that. And I said, DC, I'm with you on that, bro. But you got to remember what we talking about. We talking about Dennis Allen running this thing now. Dennis Allen, number one, going to want to get his own quarterback. Because, like I said, Jameis is only two years. Dennis Allen's going to want his own quarterback to operate under his system. And it's just what it's going to be. He wants his own quarterback, and a word on the street is that they like a couple of these guys. And word on the street also, it could be a smoke signal. So get me wrong, it could be a smoke signal that the Saints are sending, saying, okay, they're going to get a quarterback when they reach for something else. But it could be that as well. But, you know, we'll see, man. We'll see. We don't got that long to wait either, do we? All right, so big ups to the rest of the fam. Ghost187, what's up, fam? Appreciate you being here. Uh, Brian says, do you think the Saints would package 16 and 19 picks to go after Malik, Malik Willis or Jamison Williams? I don't think so, brother Brian. Thank you for your question. I don't think they do. I think the Saints, then uh, Mickey said that. Mickey said and made kind of led into that thing that they're going to stand pat and be patient. 
I don't think the Saints need to jeopardize trading both first round draft picks to go out for a quarterback that's going to just sit for two years. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the Saints do feel like, you know, and it's not just Malik. He's one of the guys they like, according to what being said. Malik Willis, Pickett, uh, Ritter from Cincinnati, who is projected as a late, uh, a second. He's a second round quarterback. Some say a late first rounder. So one of these guys, the Saints like, and it's like four of them that they like a lot, will be one of those guys will be available when they pick. Do they pull the trigger on them? That's the thing. Now, of course, if Malik Willis is there and you say, well, Q, do you take Malik Willis if Jordan Davis is not there or blah, blah, blah? Yes, I think so. Jamison Williams sh should be there because the injury, if Jamison Williams didn't get hurt in that bowl game family, Jamison Williams would be the number one wide receiver in this draft. He would. He would be. Running away with it, running away with it. He would be the number one wide receiver in this draft. The fact that a lot of people think because of the uh, the injury that allows him to slide to the middle rounds because people are anticipating him not to be available for training camp and possibly into the center portion of the regular season. So if you're taking him there, the chances are you might not get him, depending on which reports you're looking at, because some have him slotted to miss training camp in preseason but return. Uh, a, a week or so into the regular season, some saying half the regular season. So it depends on what injury or medical report you're reading that's forecasting the time frame when he is, is healthy enough to contribute. So that's why he's sliding and anticipating him sliding there. But why? Why? If you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Now, if Jamison Williams isn't there, it's not a, a, a lost thing. Uh, and, and I'll cover it in this draft, in this mock draft, that there are other wide receivers that a lot of people are not talking about. And you know, there's always players that all of a sudden that rise above that nobody's seen coming. That's in that that's in these drafts, these diamond in the rough type players. And I'm a, it kind of I was talking about it and I had some and I was looking at the guy and I had some a chance uh, yesterday and today to do some more extensive research and scouting into this particular player. And I'm thinking that this guy here is a tremendous talent. And the fact that he's being woefully overlooked, that somebody going to get him because they're not talking about him much right now. They're talking about all these other guys. But I'm telling you, that guy is nothing being mentioned about this guy. And I promise you, somewhere along the line, he's going to be a first-round draft pick wide receiver. He's got to be, if, if the Saints are wide receiver starved, he's got to be one of the guys that they're looking at. If a Chris Olavey is not there, if a, and of course, a lot of people like Olavey because of the ties to him and Mike Thomas and that Ohio State thing. Do the Saints cut from that thinking and go somewhere else to a talented wide receiver that's not as big, but still as talented, more crisp, more fundamental, more ready to contribute right away and actually fits the, the team in terms of his speed dynamic and what he represents. This player that I'm speaking of is a dynamo. But anyway, we'll cover it in the mock draft as well. All right, so big ups. Thanks for the question, 
uh, there, fam. Appreciate you, uh, Brother Brian. Mike says, uh, Jameis was Sean's idea. He's not Allen's guy. And this is true, Mike. Thank you for sharing that. And people, like, well, I keep telling people, listen, fam, this is not the same brain trust. Even though Mickey's there, Mickey works for the coach, meaning I know he's like, well, the pecking order says Mickey's in charge. I get that. But I'm saying if the coach says, listen, Mickey's going to look at the guy and say, listen, man, what do you need to win? We want to win right now. What are we trying to do? We're trying to win. We're trying to get back in the playoffs. We had a, a, a winning record last year, but we didn't make the playoffs. What do we need to get in the playoffs? Well, what I see is we don't need this, that, and the third, and then Mickey gets to working. Well, how aggressive you won't do this thing. Let's do this, that, and the third. Let's swing for the fences. So the Saints showed several times this offseason swing for the fences movements that show that they're serious about competing and want to come back and dominate the NFC South and take that crown over. Now, the Saints do have a high-level and top-notch defense, no doubt about it. Special teams on fleek. Offense is teetering. Offense is running third to those other units. And the Saints have to raise up that level of playing. I expect them to go into, like, after the draft is over with and bring some veterans in and uh, young wide, uh, veteran wide receivers to come in and compete for a job. They do that every year. You know, I would like to see a, a Keelan Cole or D.D. Westbrook who to come in and handle the business as opposed to this Kevin White character, man. He is sucking up money. Why? Why? Why are you here? But anyway... Much love, much love to the fan. Appreciate you. What's up, Brandon? Who that to you as well? Joe Wiley. What's up, Joe? Uh, big ups to you and the rest of the fam in this one. What's up, Mike Seabrook uh, as well? All right, big ups to you. Appreciate you, bro. Much love to you as well. All right, but much love to everybody out there. What's up, Jamaica? Who that to you as well? Appreciate you. Welcome to the stream. All right, big ups to Tim. Well, he said, we looking safety. I don't know about the say. I keep hearing safety because of Dennis Allen's, uh, uh, fascination with safeties so i mean but the the truth of the matter is if you look at the the safety position right the safety position uh they picked up this kid from tampa bay guy been knocked out of there for two years right hadn't been healthy all right then you look at the other guys they signed pj williams one year deal all of these guys even uh kc Sorensen, uh is a one-year deal so it's similar to like uh, the Saints uh, filling in the interior defensive line position with a with a Jordan Davis move. Like, say, Q, if Jordan Davis is there, do you take him? Yes, and yes, and yes, Kev. Yes, you take Jordan Davis if he's there. You get me? Yes, he's the most he's the, the most impactful interior defensive player that you have on the line. Yes, because David Onyemata's on a one-year deal, Shai Tuttle on the one-year chicken tender, and then, of course, you got passing you on the one-year deal. So you got to look up that when you forecasting into the draft. And if they do take a safety, that can only help, right? Because you get a safety of the future as well. The only other guy on a long-term extension in terms of the safeties is Marcus May, right? Three-year deal and May's coming off an injury. So is he a guy that you will look at and say, man, man, we'd be comfortable with him? I don't know. These are questions that you, that you ask yourself. But once again, about the Dennis Allen thing. Dennis Allen is the coach of the team. Dennis Allen is not Sean Payton. Dennis Allen has his own mind frame on who he wants to be in there at the quarterback position after Jameis. And you're absolutely right that J that Sean Payton, that's Jameis's guy. And obviously to a degree, Hey, remember, how about this? Did anybody put one in the chat? If y'all heard the interview with Cam Jordan, he went on uh get up, get out, whatever it's called on ESPN. He went up there, right? He went up there and then he was pretty much did the whole little media tour when he was there, went to all these little shows and was talking about Saints football. All right. So you remember how Cam was talking about, man, Jameis just just dialed in and Jameis, man, he the quarterback. Jameis is the man. You know, he's the top. <laughs> you know, all of this. Uh, I'm voting for Jameis stuff like you give him a sign. He go stand on the corner and say Jameis for president. But like. A couple of months ago, it was like Deshaun. I'm trying to win something, man. I'm trying to win. So what I'm I'm saying that <laughs> I'm saying that because the the overwhelming like this is like Cam is not just some scrub somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Cam is one of your top defensive players, and we can even say to a degree in the actions of a Teron Armstead who didn't at the time did not sign to go with anybody was waiting and watching to see what the saints was going to do with Deshaun Watson. Y'all remember that? 
And then after the domino that was Watson failed, then you see him a couple days later sign that deal with Miami. He could have been signed that deal with Miami. We all knew that's where he was going. We did shows talking about Miami and Jacksonville were going to be his destinations because he knew that's where the money was going to go. But the but what I'm hitting at is the mind frame of the thought process on who Jameis Winston is in the building. Now, why if Teron was waiting for Mr. Watson to sign with the team, then why wasn't he waiting for Mr. Winston to sign with the team? Huh? Huh? These are these not scrubs now. These are two of your most respected players on the team. One offense, one defensive. And by the way, Armstead was Jameis's blindside blocker. So kind of really meticulous moves that I was seeing in thought processes when Cam was advocating for new quarterbacks while Jameis was still trying to rehab and get back to the job. <laughs> All I know is Cam Jordan better buy the man a, a dinner or some breakfast and, and, and something. So I'm sorry for trying to get your job away. Aren't I'm saying this, man? Two-year deal. It's, it's a thought process in some kind of way that's in, that's in, that's thrown out that Jameis can't take the sand. They're not saying it, but the actions are really puzzling for players. You get what I'm saying? You didn't get none of them other people you was advocating for. All of them went somewhere else. And now Jameis comes back here. You got to eat all them words. But why? You know, it's all very strange actions about it. But inside the building, they had no other options but Jameis Winston. Had they had any other valid options, them people would have went with it. I promise you that. Now, we love Jameis, but I'm saying at the end of the day, the way the Saints sat there in line like they was starving and waiting for some free for some free food is is just they was real thirsty after the man. You know what I'm saying? They was thirsty as hell. Just saying, you know, because I was like, man, I got upset. I got man. What you doing, man? Cut bait and run. This guy playing you. He playing games. I kept saying, remember I did that show and I was like, man, listen, this dude playing games, man. You serious about him, but he trying, he went and got another team involved and try to do some sneaky shit. And I was like, man, cut this freaking dude off. But the positive about the situation was that they got all that money, right? Where they can then, they went maxed out to free up as much money as they can in anticipation of that move. But they had to pay Jameis. But anyway, I say all that to say this. That Jameis is not the future of the Saints outside of two years. Now, it could change when Jameis takes the team to a Super Bowl, wins a Super Bowl. That forces the hands to change, similar to what, what a guy like Aaron Rodgers is doing. Now, I'm not saying Jameis is Aaron Rodgers, but I'm saying with a lot of success in taking deep playoff runs, that can change the mentality of the player or the people in the building because Sean Payton loves him. But Dennis Allen, them ain't too crazy about Jameis Winston. They'll say they quarterback now. They'll say the politically correct crap. But at the end of the day, the, the motion show didn't, didn't show it to me. You see what I'm saying? He's like, he was a business. I get you on that. I'm not mad at you, but you're going to break me off. You're going to pay me. And they did. So at the end of the day, the reality is the extra pick for a quarterback is valid because if you think about Dennis Allen, his behaviors and the movements, what happened with Watson and then waiting, making Winston wait. Then when it finally happened, you only get two years on the deal. Right. And then outside of that, you're like, okay, what else is you? <laughs> just, just man, it's just weird, man. It's very weird. Cause I mean, could you imagine him treating Drew Brees this way? Huh? Imagine this. Would Drew Brees have been treated the way Jameis Winston is? Think about that. Now you heard my, uh, Mike toward the back end of Drew stay, say stuff like, you know, about him not being able to throw the ball downfield, you know, stuff like that. But that type of action that I seen Teron Armstead with him saying, I'll wait and maybe sign back with the Saints on a deal if they signed Deshaun Watson. Then when they realized he's not and they went back to Jameis, he goes to Miami. Then Jameis' first interview was that, man, I wish me and Teron Armstead could have signed a deal uh, at the same time and been here at the same time. Jameis, save your words, bro. <laughs> Jameis, save your words, bro. Save your words, Jameis. You obviously, you totally missed what was going on, Jameis. You must have, yeah, brother, you was working out in rehab, and you you totally don't, you missed the bus on this one. But let me get you straight, Jameis. That man didn't want to be down here, bro, Play, uh, block, uh, being your blindside blocker. He said he'll give Watson a deal, but but when it came, when Watson ended up going, he he went to Miami a couple of days later. So, I mean, you know, save, save it, Jameis. Save it, bro. 
But two years, like I said, they, he's going to have to prove himself all over again to the, to this new regime, or not new regime, but Dennis Allen, who's the guy. But I'm telling you, at the end of the day, Allen is looking for his own quarterback. And, it, and one of the guys in the draft, whether it's Willis, whether it's Pickett, whether it's Ritter, whether it's any of these guys, the Saints have eyes and have been in, doing in a lot of research into these quarterbacks. So that's the, the talking point in terms of the quarterback talk. A lot of people don't like it because you can meet a lot of needs if you do it the right way, right? So why would we need to draft a quarterback you who more than likely won't play for two years? Well, I mean, they see it as development. So old way of thinking that I get a quarterback in here, let them sit behind one guy and then learn the system as it goes. But, you know, Jameis is coming off an injury. They do have Andy Dalton there. So the Saints are looking perhaps into the future of who can be the next signal caller beyond the two year span. So, I mean, we'll see how it all shakes and folds, man. But at the end of the day, very weird motions by the Saints this year. I never. I mean, to be honest with you, I couldn't see them treating De uh, Drew Brees like that. Hell, they gave Drew Brees a blank check. The only reason why Jameis got this much money is because they had no fallback option. They threw it all to the center of the table for your boy, and your boy was playing games the whole time on them. It is what it is. All right, so much love to the fam. T. Scott, what's up, baby? Says Allen, track record in Oakland. He always drafted defense first round. We'll see. Yeah, but listen, defense first round, unless it's, listen, you could say, okay, what would be the only, I guess the only draft pick in the first round, you got two first round picks that would be acceptable, would be Jordan Davis, right? The big, big, big Jordan, right? It would be him, the big, massive uh, defensive tackle out of the University of Georgia. It would be him. I mean, because you think about it, you do have a need for a guy there because he would push Shy Tull out the way. I mean, so you would have that guy there for the next four or five years occupying the interior defensive line that's justified and you're putting work on the lines when you're building up the offensive line you're doing a lot of great things you really are and then also into my mentality watching the saints offensive line this past season i questioned the mental toughness of the saints where is the attitude the ferocity the anger the pissed offness that most really good offensive lines play with where was that in several contests with the saints last uh, year when that mentality wasn't there when they were getting pushed, where was the mentality to get aggressive and dominate like we've seen in years past? That was fleeting. In several games last year, you've seen the mentality of the offensive line went away. So what is what needs to be done here is that if you're going to take offensive linemen there, which makes sense, then you're going to need a tough son of a bitch with an angry streak that's about mauling people out the way. You need that. Ryan Ramchek has that. He was playing like that. Uh, with a little streak, a little toughness, a little anger, yeah, that up, that upsetness. We need guys like that, and there's still a lot of answers about the offensive line. You know, Cesar Ruiz and you know McCoy, and you know, because McCoy was pancaked a lot last year. I mean, watching him get pushed down, I think he was hurt. He was they wouldn't he didn't show up on the injury report like talking about that. But I think McCoy was suffering from injury. Man, he just didn't look like himself last year. And if Teron was in and out of lineups too. And the Saints had 52 to 55 different offensive line changes last year due to C-19 and injuries, which was the most in the NFL. It was totally ridiculous, you know. But anyway, that's what we're looking at, the, the mindset. So it's more offensive. This draft, you should see more offensive players taken because the Saints hadn't really done anything in terms of just re-sign guys back to the team. Traquan Smith, does he move the needle for you? Huh? You happy about that Traquan Smith signing? Is that, oh, we got Traquan Smith back. Did that move the needle for you? Well, Saints, we, let's throw him a, a, a bone right here to who that nation a bone. Let's bring Traquan Smith. Yeah, Traquan Smith going to do a lot better. Is he going to occupy the starting uh, position opposite of Mike Thomas and represent and become who he was waiting for the last five, four, four years to be? Hmm? Does he move the needle for you? Of course he doesn't. Because he doesn't do anything to give to you to show you that I'm going to be better than what I was. And more than likely, he probably will be a, a little bit better, but not to the point where the Who That Nation is like, oh, we got Trey Smith back. Boy, we going to the Super Bowl. No, it don't work like that. <laughs> don't work like that, does it? Nah, you, not at all. All right, so anyway. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. 
Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. Much love to the fam. I appreciate T-Dirty. What's up, fam? Much love to all y'all. Appreciate y'all being here. Uncle Paul is in the building. What's up, fam? Brother Dada, uh, the, the great St. Thank Tank family members, Brother Tragic's in the building. He says, you know, after further analysis, Dotson reminds me of Kevin Johnson, former wide receiver for the Browns out of Syracuse. Why? Wow. Uh, yeah, I remember him, Kev. Uh, B, uh, Logan says Armstead, Ben needing to go anyway. He couldn't stay out. I know. And people forget that. Like when they sign these guys, like, man, Teron Armstead missed many games. In the he was really good when he played. But the thing is availability. I mean, we knew Teron was gone two years ago. And the plan was, and we laid it out. We kept talking about it for two years. We said the Saints going to let Armstead walk because they ain't going to be able to afford to pay him unless he take a, a cheap deal to stay. Ramcheck going to get paid. Ramcheck's going to move to blindside tackle in the discussion. The Saints will have to fill in and build up the offensive line all over again. And Dennis Allen wants a run-hungry power line that pushes guys and plots guys out of the way. Well, Cesar Ruiz is not very good at the guard position. McCoy is healthy. He's going to show you his, show you some sports. Uh, uh, Andrus is, I like Andrus, but he can't stay healthy. So where does his, that fits? And what position that Andrews play? Does he start at guard or does he sway out to tackle? What if is Landon Young in, the, in there? How about Hurst? Hurst is more of a backup swing tackle, a swing tackle or a backup offensive lineman that in sh- two or three games after due to injuries that you move him into spots to play, but he's not a guy that you will want to start for a summation of the full season. Now, that's that's not what it is because he's not good at dealing with pass rushers and you need somebody that can move. And Hurst is, I like Hurst, but Hurst will put your quarterback in the Hurst if you allow him to sit back there and be your starting offensive lineman. <laughs> his name is his game, and his name will be your quarterback if you start that guy and make him the blindside offensive line. Like I see a bunch of these dumbasses writing these articles, putting Hurst as the blindside offensive lineman. You might as well put the quarterback in the Hurst if you start Hurst at your stars in a blindside line. <laughs> You better think about it. All right. So, yeah. But anyway, much love to the fam, man. I appreciate all y'all in here, man, as well. What's up, Godfidence B? What's up, Carla, baby? Much love to the queen, uh, queens and kings of the show. Much love. Appreciate y'all being here. But anyway, fam, I'm not going to hold y'all very long. Let me get into the mock because I did a mock number seven. I'll call a mock seven draft. And I kind of switched it up a bit. And like I said, I've been doing these mocks. And I'm kind of changing up coming from different thought processes. But regardless of how many different thought processes I approach, it's always the same in my mind is that we need more offensive talent than anything. The Saints have gotten uh, loaded up on defensive linemen. If you go and look at the depth chart, you see all these guys that they re-signed, uh, specialty, uh, secondary members, They, you know what I'm saying? They're loaded up on talent. And the question also is like with the Chauncey Gardner things, like, okay, Q, is it time for Chauncey to play safety? You know, maybe that could mean that, you know, when Saints offered Ty- uh, Tyron Matthew an opportunity to come in as a starting safety next to Mays, but if it's a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson opportunity just to finally start at the safety position because Jenkins is gone. Possibility. Can't rule out much. But it, what's intriguing about it is what change, you know, what makes you rethink that thing is the restructuring of Colby, uh, of, of Roby's contract, you know? Where does he, you know, you think he's going to play? Yeah. So this could be something where you could see a progression of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson moving to the safety position. Granted, if Tyron Matthews not there. So there are some factors that we're going to have to see move around in this thing uh, to see where everything fits out because we need to see. There are some guys gone. We need to see. But I'm really incur- uh, really enth- uh, intrigued to see what the Saints offensive line looks like. 
if some of these guys are going to move to new positions. And they got to at least three players should move if that's the course of action. But anyway, uh, no, they didn't sign Quan Alexander yet, Brother Wallace. He's still out there. And more than likely, you probably won't see him get signed until right before training camp. If that's the thing, not much of a market acts or a hidden form right now, but usually you'll see a Quine Alexander. Remember, this was something similar that happened last year when he was out there and he did really well. And, you know, the question is, what does Quine Alexander want? I mean, he's given the Saints two years, two one year deals. Do the Saints reward him with a multi year deal? Do they say, OK, Quine, you did really well for us. Here's a two year deal at whatever. You see what I'm saying? Do the Saints finally reward Quine Alexander with a multi year deal? a two-year contract, at least after him giving the Saints two one-year deals to get here. You see what I'm saying? At some point, you got to think about that thing and see where they go. But yeah, he more Ike's, if, you know, if Saints sign him, I'm looking opposed to him probably being something they signed right before training camp. You see what I'm saying? Before all that things get going, they bring him in right around that time reference. So, you know, it's similar to what happened last year, you know. We'll see. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all. Uh, T. Scott says, what's Jarvis Landry's asking price? He wants $20 million a year. He can fire at his damn agent. Now, I remember, granted, he was making $14, $15 million with the Browns. They didn't want to pay him that. Got rid of him. He had 55 catches, I won't say, last year. He's a hell of a wide receiver. Not very fast, uh, but, you know, but catches everything you throw to him. Runs really the some of the best routes you've ever seen. But he's not worth $20 million a year. The man wants $20 million a year, bro. I mean, you, you, you put that, yeah. He wants $20 million a year. You tell me if you're going to pay Jarvis Landry $20 million a year. That's what his asking price is. It's absolutely stunning uh, that, you know, uh, you, I know. Wow. I would la laugh at that shit. I would laugh in his face. <laughs> Are you crazy? Man, do you not understand how late in the game? You're talking about $20 million, dude. $20 million? Now, it's good to see a lot of value in yourself, but there's a real, uh, there's reality has to Fix straight here. Sooner or later, reality got to hit your ass. You're not going to get no 20 million. <laughs> they ain't going to pay you the 14, 15 million dollars you was getting with the Cleveland Browns. And they're one of the dumbest teams in the league that'll, that'll try to pay somebody some 20. But now nah, you're not going to get 20, Playboy. I mean, you can see a DK Metcalf getting 20 or trying to approach 20 million. Yeah, DK Metcalf gets that, not Jarvis Landry, fam. No, sorry. D DK Metcalf, if he when he finally reached free agency, DK Metcalf will push for twenty million. That'll be on the cheap side. They're talking twenty four million for DK Metcalf, and you thinking them teams ain't gonna come off off that money for DK Metcalf? You damn right they will. But anyway, fam, let me hit the like button. Much love to the fam. Appreciate all y'all being here, brother John Thompson. I see you, uh, Kim at God Mont Dog. What's happening, fam? Much love to the fam. Uh, Slade Smith and all of the fam hit the like button if you're not subscribed please feel free to hit the subscribe button and join uh, the show baby but let me get to Mach 7 fam and then we'll bounce out this thing hold on here fam let me see if I can float this here alright there we go hold on here is it still anyway let me see if it's still up uh oh it done jumped up but anyway my mock is this fam my mock is this. We got the Jahan Dotson. He'll be the first pick there for the black and gold. Now, out of the two picks that we talked about, Jahan Dotson is the guy that I really like. And we picked him up right at the 16th pick. Now, what's intriguing about Jahan Dotson? We talked about him in the TSC Q&A live broadcast. We mentioned that. And Dotson is special. He's 4-4-3 speed. He's, he's, under, he's uh, the best under six feet tall wide receiver that but if the guy was six one or six feet tall this guy will be a one of the top wide receivers out there he runs really good routes he catches everything you throw to him he's extremely elusive and it's just if you watch the film of Jahan Dotson plays he's a special player and we talk about Jalen Waddle from Miami and a lot of people are like man Remember what Waddle did to the Saints defense last year with a good wide receiver? They moved him all around the field, and he's basically all they had. But they worked the hell out of him. But let me tell you something. See, my dog says, now nah, I'm good on Dotson. See, the, it's all this stuff about people talking about Chris Olavey. But I'm telling you guys, you need to go look up Dotson, man. People don't know nothing about the kid. I'm telling you, the kid is very special. But I took him in with the draft in the first round. He's going to be going in the first round. It stretches the defense extremely fast. 
uh, can be used in a multitude of different applications. It was extremely uh, productive at Penn State. He's coming there. They said they, they consider him like an Emmanuel Sanders type, but I mean, he's just phenomenal. Finesse wide out with good speed, great athleticism, who's fully operational on all three levels of the field. Dotson's passing scheme, well-designed, and allowed for clear access to space for most of the season. He's good. He's good in that space. He's very elusive. You can't pinpoint him down. He definitely upgrades you. His route running is smooth. His features, uh, but features, speed changes, and his air athleticism and ball skills look effortless. Jumping up, jumping high, high jumping pinpointing the ball five 11 do do a fantastic job locate where the ball is and do you he gets around those cornerbacks and just takes off accelerate runs right past them effortlessly catches everything you throw to him and people are not talking about Dotson like that because Dotson is a guy that's under six feet tall and that his height is a is is they mark his height as a minus but that's a shame because he's just as productive as the rest of these guys that's on this list. I mean, he is he's just as productive or more productive if you go and check his his statistics and the way he plays the game. So I'm just sprinkling some game on you guys if you don't know who it is, because they talk about all these other guys, but Dotson is a guy I just want to sprinkle on you. All right, brother KT, what's up, bro? He says draft jams I see this year. John Meachy the third, yep. Uh, Bo Melton, Justin Ross, DC was telling me about Justin Ross, Dotson, P.S. Strong Jr., uh, Christian Watson, I'm familiar with him, and Jake Ferguson. All right, thank you, KT. That's our re- resident uh, TSC Great Saint Tank, Thank Tank Scout. All right, and uh, his confidence and competitiveness is just average against physical coverage. He's likely to see more uh, uh, press looks as a pro. Yeah, good luck doing that. Dotson, an inside-outside starting talent, but a lack of physicality could prevent him from taking over games the same rate. Now, that's absolute BS to me because in the film that I watch in some of the big games that Dotson played in, he took over the freaking games, man. He took the games over. He took over and was dominating those guys. And they're talking about jamming them. Good luck with that. I mean, he's so shifty, gets around you. And, of course, he's a smaller guy. He has to get stronger. But if you're looking for a weapon that can stretch out defenses, that can catch the ball, and that can be impactful right away, I'm telling you, put the tape on and study Dotson. All right, that's the pick. I got the Saints a wide receiver. The second first-round draft pick was Bernhard Raymond from Central Florida, big offensive lineman. Uh, it, this guy here was a former tight end, fam. Former tight end that made the leap to the offensive tackle position, rated as some drafts have Raymond as the second-best, third-best tackle in, in the game. Some say third some say fourth some say two some have met one but at the end of the day i don't think he's the best but i would say probably he's like the second or maybe third somewhere along and that depending on where you're coming from well the right says christian watson is better cute because of size you're looking at size brother the right christian watson is is what is he six three six four he got good speed as well but like i said it's it's these guys they're looking at the size too but if you the production what about can he play the game like it's the same thing okay look at the smaller wide receivers not every wide receiver running around in the pros that have an impact is a 6364 guy i mean they got guys out there like cooks and uh what about Tyreek Hill i mean they got guys <laughs> just guys that nobody respects and then he just all of a sudden they just blow away and people are like where did that guy come from? Where did he come? No, he's always been there. We just haven't been paying attention to him because we want guys that six feet tall. And then these less than six feet tall wide receivers come in there and handle the business. So, you know, I like Christian Watson. He is good. I, I give you that. But I, like I saying, I just, I think Dotson is a guy you need to look at too. Anyway, let's finish on Bernhard Raymond out of uh, the university of central Michigan, the Chippewas. Now, he's another a big guy with good feet, fast. And then, of course, he has the ability where you can leak him out in the in the offensive line packages and catch touchdowns for you if you need him to do that thing like that. But like I said, he's strong. He's big, got a mean streak with him. And he could also be a guy that can help you out. Yeah, de- yep, Antonio Brown was 5'11". And, yep, Governor says Tyreek's the best in the league. He's a less than six feet tall wide receiver. So I'm trying to, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get people to see that from the wide receiver because we condition to believe that the guy got to be six feet tall. And you got wide receivers you letting go. That's five eleven, five ten. That's absolutely game uh, changers. What about Steve Smith? Steve Smith less than six feet tall. 
uh, you know, and, and most of these other guys. So, I mean, you got fantastic wide receivers. Just don't overlook guys that's less than six feet tall because they got a guy that's six four or six five running out there. You got to do you got to do your due diligence and look at the statistics and what they did, where they came from in the situation. And I'm telling you that he's very comparative in certain circumstances. He's better than some of these other guys that people are labeling out front of him. But enough of him. That's Bernhard Raymond, another offensive line. So what I'm basically do, I took my two first round draft picks the Saints had and I took Bernhard and I took uh, a, a Jahan and I made them my first round draft picks wide receiver, which is one of the Saints arguably one of the biggest wide receivers the Saints uh, in terms of needs that they had an offensive tackle position, the right tackle position. I don't know if the Saints feel like they have the guy that we talked about it on TSC Q&A Live that perhaps is Andrews Pete, perhaps it's uh, somebody else they might see that's on the, on the team actually because they have linemen, several linemen that can do different things. Do the Saints see it as a right tackle replacement? Because I really do think that Ramchek will be a blindside tackle. Who's the right tackle? You know, and there's flux there. But Bernhard will come in. He occupied the position. Big. He got good feet. He's strong. He's smart. And the guy will do a good uh, good job at the offensive line uh, for you. In the third, in the second round, I got a quarterback. Why? Because uh, you want to have a quarterback to groom. I can see it. I can see this the Saints and the piece. And now Carson Strong, 6'4", big quarterback. Some have him listed at 6'5", 230 pounds. The thing about Carson Strong is his name is his game. Gun for an arm, has good accuracy, stands in there and delivers the ball. He played for Nevada, the Wolfpack, that air raid attack. He occupied there, had a lot of statistics piled up uh, in, in, uh, in, in the uh, Mountain West. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Carson Strong is a good player, man. Now, the, the knock against Carson Strong is the fact that he had an issue, a low extremity injury. I think it was his right knee had an issue, but he's healthy now. He's, he, he had that knee issue during the season. And, you know, that was something that kind of dropped Carson Strong's stock because a lot of people had him early on really up there with the rest of them grouped together. But the knee issue that he had kind of dropped them a bit. But the thing is, if you take a guy in the second round, you can kind of develop this guy. And of course, people say, what about Ian Book? Remember, Ian Book wasn't picked by Dennis Allen. So, he's, he, you know what I'm saying? So you can use Carson Strong to compete with an Ian Book. So, I mean, but I like the kid. He's strong. He's big. He, he sees the, the the field well. He has good accuracy. He has a really a gun for an arm could de- deliver the long ball and the short and intermediate stuff. You don't have to start him right away. You can kind of uh, let him work himself into the position, and you don't need him to do nothing right now. You got Jameis and Andy Dalton, so he can sit for a year and get totally healthy before he comes back out and work in the Sean Payton offense. So it gives you a quarterback in the future that you don't have to start right away, and you do get two of the biggest needs that you can uh, that you use you get your offensive lineman and you get a wide receiver what's next mr damian pierce now i've called i uh picked damian pierce before and this is in the third round of the mock with pierce out of the uh university of florida this dude when you talk about power running scheme and anger and stiff arm this guy runs like you know he's running against a team like they they took his mama uh, uh, uh milk money or something so, I mean, this would be this guy here, Damian Pierce. You put the tape on him. He's not extremely fast, according to the 40 yard dashes. You can see it's a full, uh, full, uh, full five nine and it's 40. But if you put the tape on, it looks he he operates and run faster than what you see. Like if it's just straight up doing a dash, his speed is faster on film on field than what you would see him running in a dash. You get what I'm saying? He's fa- it just he's faster. Not only that, but he's powerful. It takes a lot to bring him down. He was extremely productive at University of Florida. He's a guy that can come in and you can give him the workload. You can catch the ball out the backfield. It takes multiple carriers, uh, uh, people to, to bring him down. He's tough as nails, and he would be a good addition to the Saints running attack. Uh, and, and Rook says Brian Robinson. Yeah, Brian Robinson is not bad. The Saints uh, uh, get him. I'm not mad at the Brian, Brian Robinson Jr. pick. He's a lot bigger. Kind of fits the uh, uh, King Henry mo- uh, 
mold better. But, you know, this is uh, Pierce is, is a guy that I like. I personally watched him play at the University of Florida because I'm a SEC man and I like what he did there. So I think he would be a, a help to the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carla said game speed is different. Yeah, it is, Carla. And you're right, Queen, because you put his game speed. He looks a lot. It's a lot different to him just running in some dash. He's cutting and using the stiff arm and everything. Powerful running back. Remember, that was Dennis Allen stalwart when he was talking about what kind of running attack he wanted. Power running. That's Damian Pierce. All right. And of course, the next pick here would be uh, <laughs> the guy that needs a haircut, Jalen Wider, uh, Widermeyer. Who the Saints did uh, scout this guy. They did meet with this guy. A lot of good talent this brother has right here. And, of course, the Saints, we're looking at the Saints tight end room. They can use some help there. They didn't get the veteran tight end that we preferred them to get. And, of course, they could do that after the draft. But I think Jalen or uh, Weidermeyer is a guy that can help out. He's 6'5", 255, has soft hands, can block. He needs a bit of work there. That's why I picked him where I picked him up at. But I think he would really help out the Saints uh, tight end room coming there and and do some stuff. He blocks really well. He has soft hands. He can work a little bit better on his routes. And he's subject to drop a ball uh, every now and again. But he's a, a project that I can see that the Saints need. Because if you look at the Saints tight end room, Taysom Hill is there. You got Adam Troutman there. You got, Ju- uh, you got uh, 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 what's his name, Vanette. Uh, you got uh, what's the other, the brother name? The turn wide receiver. He's in there. But like I said, it's a lot of flux there, and I'm not really big on Vanette. I thought Vanette would help out. Maybe he improves this year. We couldn't really count on him last year. He's six foot six, but don't use it to help out. But yes, a Watermeyer would definitely be a guy that can help out as well. So I like this this call right here. And as you see, the mold is to keep going offensive because we need a lot of help offensively. All right. Anyway, and then of course we move on to the next one here. And I'm not going to even try to pronounce this brother name, but we're just going to call him EU. All right. So <laughs> I think I heard him say you, you was a Ricky. I hope I'm saying that right. Probably not six foot six, three twenty. Now, what I like about him is you put the tape on right here listed as a defensive tackle. But his the, the film on it, he, they played him and moved him all around the damn line. I mean, he was moved all the way around. I even seen packages where you've seen this brother as an edge rusher. He has athleticism to, to be as big as he is, 6'6", 320. He was moved all the way around and made some things happen. So I like this, this his tape. If you put his tape on and go and watch him, uh, he's a guy that can help the Saints out. Now, I did get him another interior defensive lineman because, like I said, we got a lot of guys on one-year deals, and uh, hopefully he can come in and make some happen. All right, and of course, the final pick is a wide receiver. That's right. I got me another wide receiver, five foot eleven. Some have him listed as six feet tall, Josh Johnson out of the University of Tulsa by way of Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, this brother here, five eleven. Some have him listed as six feet tall, 180. And some, uh, ta- he, he has good speed. They don't have his 40 time here, but has good speed, can catch the ball. At nine, again, deals with con- concentration issues and needs to work on his route running. But it's a lot of potential in this brother. He is also really good uh, on the special team. So he can kick return, punt return on special teams, help out there as well. So this is guys that, like I said, fam, we can bring some of these people in and kind of help out. So I got the wide receiver on on the front and on the back end of the draft because we definitely could use some talent there. So the recap, Mach 7, Jahan Dotson. A lot of people say, Q, I like Christian Watson a little bit better. That's high to take Watson at. Uh, at the uh, at the 16th pick, but I think Jahan Dotson, who some people say is uh, is a draft pick between the 16 and 19 range, but we'll see, man. Somebody gonna pick this kid up, y'all. Just remember what I've been telling. I told y'all ass about Hurts. I told you about a few other players. I'm putting Jahan Dotson on your minds right now. All right, and then we talked about Bernhard Raymond, who's another guy that should help out on the offensive uh, line. So we got wide receiver. And they help out with Mike that can stretch the field, take the top off the defense. We got a mean ass, uh, uh, athletic, good, uh, uh, mean streak, Bernhardt Raymond from central Michigan. Some say like third or fourth. You put the tape on of him. Very powerful guy right there. High IQ too. We got a developmental quarterback and Carson strong. Who can sit for a couple of years Has a strong arm that you're looking for. A short intermediate passer. Does have a little bit of the gunslinger mentality. Hell, he ran the air, the air raid offense. Super productive over there. Super productive. What were some of his statistics? I was looking at some of his stats here. And 
Uh, Strong is trying to become the fifth Mountain West quarterback to be drafted in the first or second round since Colin Kaepernick, Derek Carr, Josh Allen, Jordan Love. The Big Ten only has three such QBs in the time frame. He was the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year in a, a 2020 ranking second in the FBS in completions per game. With almost 28, the guy had 28 completions per contest. Uh, he was uh, 249 to 355. That's 70, just a 70% nine starts. Uh, averaged 317.6 passing yards per game. Once again, he had uh, ninth with 27 pass touchdowns against four interceptions, 27 TDs against four interceptions. Strong was all-conference top offensive player in 21 as well, ranking eighth in the FBS with over 4,000 passing yards, tied for seven with a school record 36 passing touchdowns, which is in with six with seven with hold on uh, 36 passing touchdowns and six with 70 percent completion percentage and 12 starts multiple procedures on his right knee and that's the thing that kind of dropped him a bit with the knee surgery that happened but he could if you know you don't have to play him right away but he's talented you know he's very talented but anyway carson strong has some positives and negatives but more positive and negative uh, to take that pick there at the second round Damian Pierce, Powell running back. Elvin Kamara dealing with some Las Vegas stuff. He might be out for several games. Pierce could be the kind of power back that Dennis Allen said he wants. We got the tight end and Wittemeyer who can come in, catch passes for you, can be developed into a nice tight end. Underneath all the stuff that's going on with the Saint, the uncertainty of the Saints tight end room, you know what happens with Adam Troutman. Taysom Hill is there. I'm not really confident in Vanette. And Wittemeyer could come in as a potential uh, prospect to help out. All right, and of course, we know you, uh, EU is another guy that's really good at what he does. I think he had like nine sacks to uh, last year if, coming out. But look how this is the pronunciation pronounced E O Ma or E Y Z A R I K I. Okay, whatever. Uh, played in 13 games as a reserve in 2017, and they bring it up to the current. I remember looking, I was watching his statistics, and he had like what? 12-game starter, 27 tackles, 8 for loss, 3 sacks, and 21 lead coaches voted him the first team. Uh, after outstanding playing 13 games with 10 starts, 42 tackles, 12 for a loss, lives back there. He had 9 sacks. 9 sacks as a defensive tackle. 9 sacks. And I got this guy in the, what was it, the 5th round? This guy is a defensive tackle. He had 9 sacks this past year. So there you go. Now you understand. And, of course, we talked about Giants Johnson, who has good speed, can catch, uh, is a special teams guy and can develop and bring more speed uh, and skill to the wide receiver room. So this is my mock seven here as well. So, you know, this is some of them I think. Y'all let me know what y'all think in this piece. All right, fam. Uh, most love, uh, much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all chiming in. About to get ready to bounce, baby. As the Pelicans got to handle the biz against the, 17, the, the San Antonio Spurs, give them that work tonight. And it's playing, man. Much love. It's it's really amp right now in the, in the city. The region feeling really good. Of course, the Pelicans got some postseason, uh, regular season basketball to tend to. We got the upcoming stuff that's going to be going on with the uh, New Orleans Breakers. That's going to be breaking out real soon. So we feeling pretty good. The draft happened in late April. We're going to be all right. You heard me? We're going to be all right. All right, T. Scott said, what field goal kicker you with, Q? I'm thinking Gabe Burkick, but I wouldn't be mad with Yark. I, I think I'm not looking at a kicker, uh, to be honest with you, brother Scott. I'm looking at, I think Will Lutz is fine, man. But you never can tell. I mean, he had that core surgery. He looks uh, like he's well. So we'll see moving that thing ahead, you know. All right, all right. So appreciate the fam. All right, Brother Wallace said we need an offensive tackle and a wide receiver and a running back and a safety tight end and defensive tackle. All right, what's up, Brother Ramsey? Who that tell you? All right, Tyrone, what's up, man? Appreciate you, Brother Tyrone and the rest of the fam. Uh, Clint said I'd rather Burks in the first round than Dotson. Uh, a lot of people like Burks. That's what DC kept saying. I want Burks. I said Burks is not, you know, I mean, how does he fit next to Mike Thomas? I mean, usually – want a guy that can you got a possession guy and usually want a speed guy that take the top off you know you want a guy that that's the catch guy and the why and then of course Dotson could be moved either inside out he can he can play the slot as well very tough guy so I mean it, it depends on who you like we'll see who the Saints go with as well all right what's up Colorado who that to you brother Jerome much love fam 
All right, what's up, Purple Marcus? Good to see you, young brother. Much love to you. All right, so with that being said, fam, I'm going to check out on that. Much love to the fam. Please hit the like button if you hadn't hit the like button. Please subscribe if you had not subscribed. Hit that subscribe button. And I appreciate each one of you guys for chiming in on today's show. We'll be back Thursday. Uh, we'll talk some more Saints content as well. Pelican Post Game Report for my pale people. We'll be going down tonight after the game. So you guys be looking out for that as well. So with that being said, I'm going to holler at y'all later. Much love to the fam. Who that? And I'm out. Yeah. Well, all right. Like you always say. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Number one sports talking Indeed. Uh. We ain't like the Falcons. We won't blow the lead. Look, all we talk is who that? Uh. Who got cut and who back? Uh. Rookies in the vets. Uh. Players you should look at. Yeah. It's the sports coma. You don't want to miss it. Got the pre-game, party, post-game statistics. Get a visit for Sway. Maybe DC or five. It's the hottest thing smoking. Big Q and the guys. Go to YouTube live. Make sure you subscribe. In the views inside the Saints locker room. High. Talk to Drew, Jordan, Zach, Peyton. New Orleans, who that nation? Best believe when I say we be golden black. Ain't a miracle or rivalry could ever hold us back. No, Beastquake, Bounty Gate. Let the truth be told. It's the sports coma. All we know is say Super Bowl. Yeah. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. Daily.com. That's right, the Who That Daily.com. Your one stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, Who That Daily.com is your site. The Who That Daily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. The Pro Shop. That's right, the Pro Shop is the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. And remember, it helps the platform. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.